Welcome to episode number 41 of Free Market Screen Earth. I'm Nikki P here as always with Ben the Liberty Hippie. How are we doing, Mr. Ben? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Nikki? Mr. Uncle Ben making the rice. Uncle Ben. I, I, I'd make a mean rice. I'm going to tell you that. Or better be an Uncle Ben than an Uncle Tom is what they say, right? I suppose. I suppose. Or are they the same guy? Was it a branding shift? I don't know. You know, yeah, I, why couldn't it be? Why couldn't it be, I guess? <laughs> so... Today's episode uh, has been two weeks in the making, and this is going to be interesting because I watched a documentary. We mentioned it briefly yes, last week's episode uh, about this documentary called The Need to Grow, and I watched it, and I was in love. It was amazing. Just like, oh, my God. It's everything I want a documentary to be, and and I bothered the shit out of Ben until he actually watched the thing. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I, I intended on watching it. It was just, you know, put a deadline on it, so I did it. You know, well, I mean, it, it still took some some forcing to make that happen. I feel like, and in as these things would go, Ben was was less enthused about the movie than I was, and we're gonna find out why because I fucking loved it, and I thought that as far as uh, environmentalism documentaries go, it was probably one of the best I've ever seen. So, Ben, you're in the hot seat. Why did you think th- think it was a piece of shit? I th- I didn't. I, I... Dial it back there. It's not what okay. I said. Not what I said. He didn't I, say I, anything. He didn't say anything. He just kind of like gave the Ben answer. Like, I mean, you know, you know. That's how I get through life. I just kind of, you know, don't answer anything, and then you can't get in trouble. Uh, you know, it just there were certain parts of it. Um, There's a lot in it to take away, but there are certain parts that just kind of really remind me of that that leftist environmentalism, like smash you in the face. Um, make you, you know, feel guilty for reasons that are, uh, you know, not legit. No, no looking into uh, the future or, or looking at technology and how that's helped um, to, to some degree. Like, I think like it put me in a bad frame of mind, right? Because when you, when you start the movie, the very first thing that pops up is a stat about how soon soil is going to like disappear. How long is it going to take before our soil dies? And I think it was like 60 years or some such like that. Yeah, 60 years they said it'll all be useless. <sighs> Which Okay, so immediately right off the bat, you're complaining about marketing because that's what you're that's what you're seeing from a psychological standpoint. The movie has to force you to be invested. And th- and I will admit there was a few things that like bothered me specifically what you're saying because I also was like, oh my god, it's going for such a such a a lefty kind of position. Now, I I, I do get the impression that uh, what's her name, the voiceover girl from uh, yeah, who was it? I don't remember. It's somebody Rosario somebody Rosario probably, Dawson. Yes, yeah. I get the impression she's probably she probably is a psycho lefty. I don't know. I think so. I mean, which is I hate saying that because like, I still think of myself as a lefty, and I'm definitely a psycho. But but my point was is I the, what I got the impression of is that they know who their audience is going to be. You're making an environmentalism documentary. You and me are not the average environmentalist person. So they have to make a movie that is going to flip the triggers of the people that are actually going to watch it. Now, the thing that I think that it did and why I, I kind of take it as being the opposite of what you said is because the whole movie focused on two main facts. or focused on two main trajectories. The first being... Yeah, government is not going to do anything about this. Government is only making it worse. They point that finger good and hard. The other thing is that 
the the big main story that it follows aside from the little girl is specifically about technology like tech you know whether it's focusing on the guy growing greens and on concrete or the guy who's growing you know the green station out there it is focusing on the technology like when i when i messaged the director <coughs> who hopefully i can get on at some point you know it was my thing that i, I loved about it is that it did that what nobody else does when normally when you watch these, they're trying to convince you that we have to go back to a pre-industrial age and we're all going to be living in little towns with, you know, subsistence farming. And that's the biggest, the, as big as our economy can be. Mm-hmm. And this movie did not take that approach. Like it, it, it definitely said these are technological advancements that were being made that allow us to perhaps do what we do differently. Basically, it's the only thing was that the farming practices are poor and we have to change them. Yeah. So I think there's... A couple of things. The, the 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 little girl that was in there, um, that just kind of pissed me off. It was like, you know, this is this is Greta Thunberg, like you know, ten years ago. Like, uh, I don't need that. I don't need that. Thank you. Don't try to make me feel bad about GMOs by you know, and and, and like it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing that like irritated me about Greta is that this little girl is being used as some sort of pawn by. You know, she's six years old complaining about GMOs. She knows nothing about GMOs. The only thing she knows is what her parents told her. Well, and so all that aside, I understand what you're saying about the technology part. Okay. Like I get that at the same time, I don't know that they necessarily, I think they could have pushed that like a little bit harder, maybe like uh, th- this idea that, I mean, a third, at least a, th- at least a third or a half of the narrative was about the guy. I don't know how much more of the movie could have been about it. It was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. The thing about the girl that I in in it's. If you notice, they didn't focus on the foods themselves and GMOs being bad because of food. What they focused on was the fact that you have Monsanto in government position, who's using. And this is a very important thing that I focus on. If I'm going to talk GMOs, mm. we don't genetically modify our food to make better food. We genetically modify our food to take more fucking Roundup. That's why we genetically modify food, to deal with the chemicals that we pour on it. And see, I, I think... And see, and I feel like they kind of... And maybe this is me seeing what I want to briefly. see in it. Well, they specifically said that, they, that, you know, it might as well be a Monsanto office in Washington at the FDA. <laughs> so. And, and I, I 100% agree, but I think that I would like to see more of that than some little girl standing, like, at the lobby of the Girl Scouts of America place. Yeah, but that's because you that's because you're a libertarian. If we're if, if we want yes, of course we want them to make logical arguments about shit, but the guy made a movie who's probably gonna be watched by a bunch of leftists. Uh, I'm yeah, like see for me, that. I guess I see this as being a great potential red pill to get leftists to where we are, to see what you think are the answers aren't the answers. And these are much better ways to handle the issue. That's what I see in it. And, and it's, it's because I don't look at myself, I guess, as being the target audience. I'm seeing the target audience being people that we are trying to convert. And maybe I'm wrong in that. That's one of the things I would love to ask the director. I, I guess. I guess to some degree. Like, and I can see that with like the, um, the Green Dragon thing, with the energy producer. With the, the guy growing like his plants in uh, you know, someplace in California. Like it, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that feel that it's like, you know, this is what technology does. It was, it was. Well, I guess to me, that was inherent in the fact that the dude's entire, he was growing it, not in the ground. His entire project was on concrete. Like he had an organic farm that wasn't in the ground at all. It was all on just concrete in the middle of a city. To me, like that's a technological thing. Like he's found a way to grow in a place that you shouldn't be able to grow shit. It is, but I mean, there was, 
I don't know. There was something missing. It wasn't like there was no like, okay, this is how, you know, we can replicate this. This is how we can like scale these sort of things up. This is how we can do this. It was more like, hey, this guy's growing lots of vegetables and they can get to your door in half an hour and we're not a food desert anymore. Like, yeah, great. I don't know. Well, but seeing that if you, what did he move to doing? What when he, when they when he lost that property because he was, you know, getting it cheap from the city, what did he do? He opened up an ed- he opened a, he, he opened up an education center at the end of it teaching people how to utilize that. How to do what I've done, which in theory you could make a lot of rooftop gardens in the middle of the inner city. And and, and maybe it could. I, I I would like to see I would like to see more on that. Which is like the little girl story, you know, what does she end up doing? She ends up teaching kids how to grow at school. I wish they weren't at school at all, but I'd love to see more of them growing at school if they're going to be there. <laughs> they're not. It's like you go once a week, you go to the courtyard and you put a sunflower seed in the ground. That's rubbish, polished baloney and nothing there to that. I don't know. I mean, I get parts of it and I think you can to some degree. I would like to, I think for me, I would like to see more of... Um, real quick, I, I, since I have a question here, actually the point of GMOs is to allow them to better deal with the fact that they dump Roundup in increasing uh, amounts on farms. And the reason they do Roundup is because it's owned by a company that has people within the FDA or within the Agricultural Administration telling them they're allowed to do it. Most of our, as, the, as you we actually mentioned in the documentary that most of the chemicals used in farming, our fertilizers and our pesticides are both uh, byproducts of war and chemicals that they used to use in the 70s to make bombs. So... Just a point of note. And there's, I mean, you think about it, like you look when you get into fertilizers and all of that stuff, you know, it's a an NPK ratio, nitrogen, potassium, and uh, Christmas. What's the other one? I don't know. But, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff is just, it's too heavy for your plants. Like your plants like won't absorb it all. And it can, it really, sometimes you put it on too heavy, it ends up burning stuff. And a lot of it just washes off and, and runs away anyway. And they hit on that a little bit, but I think I would have liked to have seen the connection to to the government a little stronger, just in that sense of like, okay, this is how Monsanto is actually connected, not just some crazy leftist yelling like, oh, Monsanto, they're the government. Like, cool, dude, I get that, but let's let's spell it out for like everybody to see. This is how it rolls. You, know? you see, and I and, and I think like you're just you're too deep down the rabbit hole for the to, for this because to me, <laughs> I see this as a great introduction. For people that would never think about this stuff, and it probably is, probably is. So I don't know. Like I, I mean, I don't think they could have made any bigger point at the uh, <laughs> the government other than to like suggest that they possibly burned the place down. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, it, well, that I was, mean, that was the dude laid out a pretty like. I'm just saying the feds were involved. <laughs> Yeah, I I love that. That was like, and it was totally like they, it was only the guys they were interviewing and nobody that was like actually like running the documentary said anything about it. It was just like, okay, we're we're gonna let them say this and step back. Well, and I think that's probably for the best that they are allowed to make and release the documentary if they had, Mm -hmm. I think if they'd taken a stronger stance, it would have been harder to get out, honestly. So that's one of the things that I, I saw is like that it gave a very good like starting point for a lot of little things that you could fall on. It could have spent a lot more time on like on that particular part of things, but it also got into like some of the more interesting things. Dude, that like the mycelium like little bit talking about the soil yeah. was awesome. 
Like that's the thing that piqued Irma's interest is they've got that good animation. It's a cool topic, and it immediately gets you like invested in kind of the actual, the actual soil. The thing like mm-hmm. focus on what's good that's been taken out, uh, as opposed yeah. to you know going down the rabbit hole too much because there's plenty of books in the rabbit hole. You've got to get people enticed and interested enough to do that. I feel like most people that are involved in this sort of stuff, the people that would watch that sort of documentary, already are invested to a degree. Like, if you're going to watch a movie on how our our current industrial situation is, you know, not a good one, is is detrimental to the environment, you probably already have some of those ideals like etched on your your heart, right? Like. You already know Monsanto is a nasty corporation. So I don't know. <laughs> Not to get sidetracked. This is interesting. I actually have people talking to us in the chat for a change. Hey, hey. Uh, Chris, I realize that there are other things that GMOs do. Uh, that's why I wasn't focusing on GMOs in general. I was specifically talking about those that relate to the uh, fertilizers, the chemical fertilizers that we use. I realize that they've been working on golden rice for years and there's a whole bunch of other things that they've been doing. And I support all that. I have no issue with GMOs on their face. My issue is when they're trying to cover up for an issue that's been created by doing things perhaps a poor way. Like altering your food to deal with the chemicals you dump on it is ultimately what I have an issue with. More importantly because those chemicals end up in the ocean and killing fish and causing all kinds of crazy shit to happen, you know, in places like the Gulf of Mexico and... You know, while they'll try and blame the pH of the oceans changing on global warming, I guarantee that it has a hell of a lot more to do with the fact that all of our farming chemicals dump into the Mississippi and end up in the ocean. <laughs> and not just us, every every nation across the world does the same thing. Those chemicals just sit on the top of the soil, they run off into our streams, and then eventually end up in the ocean. As opposed to like utilizing an actual appropriate fertilizer method that actually builds the soil, which will last for generations... It actually stays in the soil. We kind of pull out and never put anything back in. And it's been proven, like the the documentary shows, that we're more than capable of doing that. We just don't. Like we can actually go and buy, like Liz uh, was looking and actually like went to that website for, uh, uh, what the hell is it, the Green Powerhouse? And she can, you can actually buy the guy, the uh, liquid carbon stuff. The algae? No, no, the other stuff. Uh, bio? The, yeah, the, the biochar. Um, biochar. Yeah, that that's out there now. I think um, she said you can't I, buy a lot of like, a bunch of the other stuff is sold out, but you could get the biochar. The thing with the thing with GMOs and stuff is like once you start bringing property rights into some of the stuff, it, it, it totally mixes things. It, it you think about it, you know like your your salmon, your your GMO salmon, your all this stuff that's been modified when it gets out into the wild. Our, our property rights aren't aren't set up to to deal with that. Like our system can't handle that, and most of that's because. There's been been rules passed as such, you know. Like when I when, when Monsanto finds my my uh, their their soybean growing on my property, and it's a you know a GMO soybean that came from their their patent, you know that's problematic. And fuck IP. <laughs> there you go. You answered it, but that's that's not where we are. And, and I know. Thing, I know. G, GMO is just like when you start dumping. I, I, and I I can't find the comments. There's no comments on this. Okay, I'm looking at my phone. No, no uh, comments. Oh, no, I have a watch. Go, if you go to my my page, like like Nick Bacone, I actually have a watch party going on there that people are talking in. It's my little brother and moral Bob, by the way. Hey, fellas. Um, no, so it's, it's um, I don't know, it, it's, it's his rat race, right? Like, 
yes, you can use GMOs. You can, you know, go for it. Uh, keep dumping fertilizer, keep dumping all that stuff. And they'll keep making seeds that work and seeds that don't work. And the thing of it is like you start losing biodiversity on, on all fronts when you start doing that, whether it's different Absolutely. seed cultivars or it's, it's stuff in the ground, like, you know, microorganisms in the ground. And, and when we get to a place where I, as the farmer next to you can sue you because you've destroyed my soil from your runoff, then cool, go for it, you know, but, but we're not there yet. So I, it's one of those things I'm just so hesitant to like, you know, totally get on board with and just, it's one of those things I, I really, they rub me the wrong way. Something about a, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I definitely see that position. To me, it opens up, you know, things that you and me talk about every episode on here, which is private property rights are the way, are the only solution to deal with like mm -hmm. these huge problems. And I think that at a certain point, if we don't all die off immediately, <laughs> which I don't think we will, eventually all that soil they fucked up is going to be worthless. And the thing is, is what that ultimately is going to mean is that someone else is going to buy it and probably someone that sees value in it that they don't meaning they someone who can actually probably resuscitate said property yeah like i think ultimately they they put themselves out of business yeah if they only have 60 years left well eventually at 60 years like they're going to either get with the program and find a way to grow reasonably or you know the global food supply is going to end i don't think they're going to let the global food supply end so like hopefully <laughs> and and i think that was that was kind of what just in the beginning when I saw that stat, like, I was like, man, and, and I don't agree with that. I don't want a food supply like that. That's, you know, built on chemicals and, you know, we're growing food out of dead soil because of, you know, we just keep dumping chemicals on it. And, and, you know, Liz is growing worms, growing worms in our kitchen right now, <laughs> you know, and all of our, all of our excess food, you know, food and, uh, yeah. you know, what do you call it? Plant waste goes in the, goes in there. Are all of the soil that we're using this year? It used to be our our mulch or whatever from last year. Mm -hmm. So she's doing, I guess, what's called uh, lasagna planting. Lasagna Lasa planting. Okay. Yeah. 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 With the cardboard and uh, yeah. our entire our entire I was so pissed. I came home the one day and our entire backyard is full of cardboard. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You just you just put all of our cardboard in the lawn. And she's like, bear with us. <laughs> it it I've we've we tried it. Um, in our yard, like in, in the garden area, we tried it and there's just so much wind. It like ripped the cardboard off, man. It just like, you got to be careful to keep that down. Our yard is entirely fenced in. Like we have fencing on every side of it. Our house like is, is like our house, our yard is only as big as or wide as our house. So the house blocks it on one end, the garage on the other, the guys next to us. Like, so, I mean, there's, we luckily don't have a whole lot of wind back there. The other thing, like the reason she did it is because we have nothing but clay back there. Yeah, that's what we got, man. It's bad clay, but, and that's because they, they grew soy and cotton on it for years and tobacco and, and, and who knows, you know, what kind of stuff they dumped on it. So you got, you're, you're exactly what we were just talking about. You're the one who got the, the, the land cheap because someone else didn't know what the fuck to do with it. They depleted it. Uh, well. <laughs> It wasn't cheap. He, he's like, it was as cheap it was, as it was, I wanted it to be. <laughs> it was, I think it was pretty, we did, you know, okay, it was market price. It wasn't, it wasn't too, you know, below value, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And, and we're working on things and we're trying to restore it. And, you know, the ways that we're doing that, I don't think you could necessarily do on a, on a large scale. Um, and I think you'll see more, you know, especially with this whole, Coop thing, like the number of people that are, are putting gardens in now that are, are trying to grow stuff in containers on their patio. It's, it, it's, 
all over the place. Um, and, and I really hope this kind of sticks with people and it's not just this seasonal thing where, okay, <laughs> I got some zucchinis and uh, I hate them and I'm never doing this again. It's something that sticks with them for, for next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I get a lot of people who say, oh, everyone's moving out of the cities now and going to be moving out to a sort of place. For I hope not. I hope to stay there. <laughs> well, the thing that I, I see is that you have people. I, I, I hope that's what happens personally. I hope that people have learned a lot and they're learned some lessons culturally from this. And I think that maybe there were some that did. I know definitely with me and Liz, we've kind of readjusted some of our priorities and time scales a little bit. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to you know, kind of start moving things in that direction for us. Liz wants to be out of the city as soon as, as soon as possible, honestly. Uh, I don't blame you. I mean, I, it's, it's one of those things. So hopefully in the next year, hopefully next year I can get an internet business started up and leave, I guess. Nice. Yeah. But you think about it. I, like we're, we're, oh, our Georgia is on, I think we're on lockdown or stay at home or whatever the heck they call it. You know, and it's honestly, it's not that much different for us. Like we don't go out that much and, um, you know, my kids are fine. They're, they're going outside, playing outside, playing. In, and I was, I was thinking the other day, like when we lived in Brooklyn, like if I had to deal with this now in a, you know, like a, an 800 square foot apartment, you know, with no, you know, I get a, I get a fire escape. That's like all I have. It's insane. It's insane. Never, ever, ever. Mm. All right. Are you sheltering in place down there, Shane? <laughs> Shelter in place. He's in Georgia with you, man. You guys know I don't. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. It's shelter in place, I guess. We, um, we, we, I, think, I don't know if we were the first to do shelter in place with people. We were definitely the first to like go we, the, the, to lock everything down up in Ohio. Well, you guys have been doing all right for a little while. You, you were like, Ohio had been on the up and up, and then you started doing some crazy, stupid nonsense Oh, Locking dude, no, 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 no. We weren't on the oven up. We were the first. We were the first. California and New York came after us with like the bans on establishments. We haven't been able to go to restaurants in over a month now. <laughs> like uh, that shit's been, hasn't been two weeks here. Let's put it that way. Like that's been a long ass time. Like I think I played a gig the day before I found out there were going to be no more gigs ever again. <laughs> basically, which sucks. I didn't get to do gigs last week. Like normally last week would have been my gig week and I didn't do any. Lost a bunch of money. I don't know, man. But like, you know, and, and that's, and that, that's, that's, uh, that's what's going to end up biting people, man. And then they don't, I, they got to realize it, but will it affect farmers? We're already seeing that, right? Like, uh, I mean, this is totally off topic now, but the milk, we talked about milk, right? We were talking about milk, not, not the other day. Like, you know, like I, I posted a picture in, in Kroger. In Kroger's, I could only get two gallons of milk, right? They they have a cap on milk. You can only get two gallons. So we had just, like, we were in the process of weaning our bottle babies, bottle baby goats. So we were going through, like, a gallon and a half of milk a day, a day. And so, like, now not only do I have to, like, go to the store, like, every day instead of buying six gallons at once, you know, now I'm exposing myself and everybody else to this coup for, you know, what, and, and I can only buy two gallons. Like, what, and, and now they're dumping out milk because what, what the hell is going on? Like, are you morons? I'm Dude, you, you, you should have seen my explanation to Irma about milk subsidies, milk subsidies and farm subsidies in general. But specifically I laid out what milk subsidies are and I'm like, does this make any sense to you? Irma? She's like, 
No, that sounds stupid. And like, it is stupid. We're, we're paying them to dump their milk out, I guess, right? Because yes, Africa, Africa's uh, market for dehydrated milk is saturated, and you know, nothing left to well, do. With and it. that's exactly it. Like that. Like the reason we have uh, a lot of the government programs that we have, you know, like it used to be the powdered milk and the government cheese, is because they were subsidizing farmers that had nobody to sell it to. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah. we got all this excess milk. Well, that's what they do with it. It would just seems like it would be make for a more sensible business model to cut all the waste out. But what do I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, that's, you know, that's not how it works. But uh, we've we've meandered a little bit uh, on this. A little bit, a little bit. Like I said, dude, for, so for me, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And don't get me wrong. Like when I first watched it, like there was those bits. I was like, I mean, God. It was so almost so perfect, and then it's got these moments that just it did it pissed me off. Like you know, it's like why is uh, it's focusing on these the wrong elements, and and that's when I'm like I, I sat down and I, I thought to myself, but who is this made for? Like it, they don't they're not making like no no hardcore right winger is going to pick up an environmentalism documentary for the most part. They're not making it for them. They're, they're going to look at it and say, oh great, a bunch of fucking propaganda. I can already hear all of our Republican friends. You know, that's exactly where that goes. <laughs> But there's a lot of information yeah. in there yeah. that I, I think that the people on the other side don't get to hear a lot of. That's why I like doing this and we get to talk about, you know, things that we care about that I think they care about, but present solutions that I know that they're not ever going to see. Yes. Yes. To some degree. The thing is, like, I think I'm going to get the director on now just so you guys can fight. <laughs> I think that people that are going to be picking this up are like your, you know, your Bernie bros that like already have this idea that government is bad, right? They already know we I already know government is bad, but this is how we fix it. We need more government, right? That's that's who I think this is like the people that you're talking to. Well, Monsanto is bad, but it's not bad because they're in bed with the government. Like it's not they're bad on their own. So we need to break up this monopoly by introducing more government. Like that's where I see this going. That's why I'm like, nah, you know, that's my hesitancy. I you know, and and maybe you're right. I, I guess for me, I I appreciate it because I'd never seen anything take that take that what I I saw this tech as being like it talked about shit. I just I've never seen I've never seen one of these documentaries go at it. That's fair. Usually it's like we all got to We've all got to move out into the forest and we got to get rid of all of our worldly possessions and we're going to get rid of all technology and we're just going to live on the land like the settlers do. And and if that's what your selling point is, yeah, count me out, brah. I like the Internet a lot. Uh, I like being able to hang out <laughs> with my buddies in fucking Georgia and California and shit like I I'm not giving up technology. Get that 5G going. You still could. Yeah. But that's the point that those those people want to get rid of 5G. They want to get rid of everything. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. You know, I I think the jury's out on five G. I think that there's some things that may come along with it. We we gotta do we gotta do an episode. Are we? We, we gotta do a five G. We have to. We have to. I don't know anything about it other than people hate it and they burn <laughs> the towers down and supposedly it's gonna like microwave my brain. But we gotta do it. I yeah I don't know. I am I am glad that the movie didn't necessarily put a spin on it. Like you know we all have to like back to back to nature. You know like it wasn't totally primitivism. Like it was like okay you know we can make this work. Well, dude, the main character in the movie was a dude who, like, developed AI for video games. Like, I, you don't get more. And he's like, you know what? I just, they they asked me to come work for Lucasfilms. And I was like, nah, bro, I want to stay out here in Montana. And so I had to think of something to do. So I was like, you know, let's just, uh, let's just put some AI into making dirt better. <laughs> yeah. I, there, I, I had a very, very deep fondness for all the hippies involved. All the, the, like, you know, just old dudes on their rocker just, like, talking nonsense that totally works it's like hey how about that did you have a favorite part in the movie (laughs) 
I don't know. I, I enjoyed like a lot of Paul Stamets uh, talk that the seed guy that came out of LA. Yeah. Um, he was, he was a character. He was wild. Uh, but, like, honestly, like watching, I don't know the dude's name, the guy that built the green dragon, either he's a really good actor or like his emotion came through. Like he, gen- he was genuinely like in love with this thing. Like it is the coolest thing ever. Like what he has created was like just amazing. It was mind blowing. And he like, he knows it and, and it's, it still blows his mind that like it's does what it does, you know, like dude, everything in that movie boils down to me that, that scene. And I'm pretty sure it was staged where he picks up that piece of metal. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and, and he's just like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, this was designed to withstand the temperatures of a combustion engine. Look at that. Melted entirely. And you're like, it was in a fucking big room full of water. How did, like, the thing that actually burns in that place is completely untouched. Meanwhile, the building full of water went up. Well, that's what's so weird. Because, like, I can, I mean, the the temperatures that they were cooking stuff at were hot. I mean, you know, and, and I can see where it might cause a problem. But the way that, like, they described the fire, I mean, this is, this is like, you know, a jet fuel fire type situation, you know, with buildings falling down all around it. Like it's one of those, like, wait a minute, you know, let me think a second before I uh, go ahead and say, okay. To me, it reads like there was an employee, like that guy who called him burned the place down and then just called him when the job was done. That's what it felt like to me. (laughs) Yes. The guy sitting up in his his, like bulldozer, like the guy who quit a month later. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) so I tell you this thing. Did you did you feel like him? Did it feel like him, him and the algae lady? Is it, was it their fault? I don't know. I don't know. I, would you think the algae lady was in on it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. They both quit exactly a month afterwards. You know, you don't know. I don't know. You got to check their bank accounts now. Let's see where they're at. <laughs> That's a good point. No, you got to check the husbands and the wives' bank accounts. They never go directly to the person. Remember that? That's they, it's Congress yeah, yeah. rules. It's always the the significant other that has the money. The oh god, I I don't know, man. It's just it's like part of me really appreciated the movie and appreciated like putting those things out there. I I would have liked to seen more on like the, like there wasn't enough, like I said, it was, it was not enough distinguishing between like, you know, government and business together create this and you can't stop that. Like Mm -hmm. there, you know, and, and cause I feel like this, this, this is, I see what you're saying. Like, I understand. I understand, but I feel like it fuels the fire. Yeah, I just think it planted seeds and you wanted it to be more direct. No, but it's, see, that's, I, I don't know that it, I don't know that it plants seeds. I think it fuels fires. I think it like, it does more to, cause it, cause the, the, the connections between government and crappy Monsanto wasn't direct. It wasn't spelled out. It was very like passive. And I think if you're already in that mindset, you're going to be taking it to, to mean that it's the government that that did wrong. And if we fix this government, we can fix it. And by fixing government, we just need different people to work together. We need a law that says, you know, if you're a CEO of a company, you can't be a politician or whatever it is, right? There's no, like, there was no, no mention, no direction, no specification that like, this is how it works. This is how things work. When you have you know, government making laws, they make these things to favor companies, right? Like there's no law that's going to stop any of this from happening. There was none of that. It was very, even, even passive, it wasn't there. Um, and I think that's what kind of turned me off from it a little bit. I, I mean, we have to get the director on here to, to, I guess for me, the other thing that really kind of sold it to me was like, even with, uh, 
what's them called? The um the Girl Scouts of America. Like I thought it painted them as a bunch of corporate pieces of shit too. <laughs> it did, and good for them. I mean, you know, great, whatever. I yeah. have a problem with, with being people painting corporate entities as as problematic. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Call them out on their crap, you know? But when you don't like and I think that was another thing. So it was like like the Girl Scouts were there, they were part of it, but they were making that choice to to not have to, to allow GMOs in their food, right? They were making that choice. Now, if you want to call them out on that, that's fine. But there was no, I don't know, like it wasn't, I don't know, like it didn't necessarily fit. Like it, it, there was no, you're just calling out a corporation for calling out a corporation, which is fine. Do that. Great. But it was, it didn't, I feel like it didn't fit with the other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't, it, it was, it wasn't connected. The other two were at least remotely connected. Um, this whole GMO thing is like, why? Cause you got a, a bone to pick with GMOs. Like, what, cause you got a bone to pick with the Girl Scouts. Like wh- what's your deal? I mean, I have bones to pick with the Girl Scouts, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I'm not going to talk about your bone to pick with the Girl Scouts, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, any Girl Scout, Boy Scout thing. I just kind of, eh, eh, eh. if you want to, you want to go send your kids off to rah, 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 love the government camp, then. I guess that's for you, but well, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I went to Boy Scouts once as a kid, and I think my my other issue with Boy Scouts that I'll put on the table now for for any Boy Scouts out there is that um, anything the Boy Scouts teach you, you can learn on your own, and you can learn much better because let me tell you, the people in Boy Scouts know jack all about what they're telling you, and just because you're an Eagle Scout doesn't mean a darn thing. I I do know a couple like Boy Scouts that like some yes yeah. some, but this whole idea, this whole thing, like. Eagle Scout crap. How about you do a community project for the good of a community project? How about, you know, you, you actually learn things because they're like life skills, not because like you got to get a badge, man. I need, I need a badge. Collect them all. Dude, it's gamification. It gets people doing shit they would normalize wouldn't. It's like, well, I think I, I you're no right. time that. for that. Yeah. Well, we also grew up in a place where we just had fucking woods and we just run out in the woods when we wanted to. Like we we go yeah. camping by running into the field across from our house and just staying over there. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've slept over the I've slept over Lake Erie or whatever it is. No, I think I slept was, was it Lake Ontario? I don't know. I've slept over one of the lakes like on, on a branch and a tree just laying over the fucking rocks and shit <laughs> listening to listening to the waves crash below me because I could. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it was right yeah. there. Yep. You know, not everyone else has that ability to do that kind of stuff, sadly. I know. We're spoiled. I, know. I wouldn't give you a nickel to be back there, though. I'd love to be back there without all the other bullshit and, like, the people telling people how to live their lives. So, what do you want to talk about next week? Let's let's kind of force ourselves to maybe do some, oh, God, some research don't and stuff. do that. Ugh. Specifically why I do that, so that, like, we kind of have to do stuff. Um, I, I'm looking at our list. I, I'm, I wish the episode would have turned out better as a and a podcast but i did love our green green our blue new deal episode <laughs> it was so awful you know some something elizabeth warren is so terrible just so awful um we've got rewilding on the list i got a bunch of people i want to talk to yeah guests guests always guests got to get a guest somebody somebody out there um i don't know i mean i think we talked about it already this this you know couve in the environment but i, I think there's a I don't know. There might be some something there talking about like uh, I, I don't know. Tigers getting the coup over in Brooklyn. Suck my teeth at that. There's nothing else so, to do. I don't. Know. I find it mostly so boring at this point. It's like, oh wait, everything it I is, said from day one is. was uh, was going to happen is right so far. So 
Yeah. When do I get my, my vindication card in the mail? You don't because this happened because the government stepped in and made us all safer. Oh, okay. If the government hadn't stepped in, we, we, we'd st- we, you'd be dying on the street right now, Nikki. I mean, that still may happen. I'm, if it does happen, it's most <laughs> likely going to be economy related for me. Because you're going to get like looted? Yes, steal I will your, yeah. be robbed doing my job or something. Uh, what can we talk about? Yeah, I don't know. I'm open to, to any of those topics. We'll come up with something fun. If you if you know a guest, if you have somebody that uh, you know talks about these things, you want to hear talk more. Let's have a fun one. Let's let's get let's get Ted Ted Kaczynski's manifesto and read it, <laughs> and 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 take that apart bit by bit. <laughs> That's a lot, man. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have time to read all that. Good gracious. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, there's like hundreds of people out there like writing manifestos right now, getting ready. Uh, you, was, it, was it you who posted the the one where like, if you don't accomplish anything, just remember, because yeah. Theodore Kaczynski yeah. did all this shit. Well, he completed like 14 projects. When, when Ted Kaczynski was in isolation, he completed like 14 projects and wrote a 35,000 word essay that the New York Times published. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm assuming the 35,000 words is his manifesto and the projects were each of the bombs that he mailed out, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I assume so. And, uh, you know, he got that thing published. Hey, you know. Look, folks, don't go out and do anything dumb. Don't do that. Don't be the fucking Unabomber, no, please. No, don't, don't do that guy. <laughs> Not right now. Not, that's not what we need. Use your brain power for something productive, because no one's no one's following the Unabomber right now, and his what may have been good ideas are now buried under a pile of shitty ones. Yeah, that's always that's always how it uh, seems to go. Seems to go. People, good ideas get get frustrated and end up uh, lashing out. And they get buried. Look, I'll be goddamned if I'm giving up smartphones. That's all I'm saying. It's not happening. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you think about that sometimes, like with this whole thing and, and shutting things down and what's going to happen. And I don't know, man, it's just weird. Like I tried to st- stream some some shows on Amazon last night and uh, they were slow. They were really slow. A couple of them didn't load right away. That was it was weird. It was weird to think about what, what would happen if that that stuff wasn't there. Nothing fun. What happens if my phone disappears? I mean, I, I'd be OK. What happens if I have to go back to like getting porn on paper? Are they just going to start selling flip books and shit? You have to get a whole bunch of wipes, clean that off. You know, you got to preserve those pages, I guess. Yeah. Uh, go authentic style. All right, folks. Well, thank you for <laughs> hanging out with us again here at Free Market Screen Earth. You know where to go, freemarketscreenearth.com. Look us up on Facebook or uh, the Twitter or the uh, the Instagram. We're on places. and uh, No koala bears yet. No koala bears. We're not trying to save koala bears? No one wants to see my titties? <laughs> Maybe I'll post a titty shot this weekend. We'll see how it all goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here typically on Monday nights doing these live streams. So if yeah, this is a normal time you're awake, then enjoy. Uh, otherwise, you know, it goes out in the podcast feed typically when I manage to get it out, which is supposed to be Thursdays and sometimes is Thursdays. Like for all the time I've had over this like break, I- I've been definitely terrible about getting episodes out on time. <sighs> It, you know, it's funny, like there's so much time, but at the same time, I'm f- it, like, I'm finding a million things to fill it up with yeah, and and not, and not like insignificant things, all things that are, are tangential to my, my life, like, and my well being. all things that needed to get done. Drinking more beers. Yeah. That is also. Or are you drinking seltzers? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, it is though. It's, it's, it's wild. The, the amount of time that I think people have, the amount of things that people are getting done. 
it's uh it's gonna be really interesting to see how things go back together it is and it's not gonna be the same as it used to be for sure but i don't know exactly how it'll be different yeah i don't know all right well you have yourself a good one everybody later podcast is a proud creation of the mad audio lab for more information check out madaudiolab.com free markets green earth is part of the liberty hippie podcast network if you like what we do be sure to check out homesteads and homeschools peace freaks cannabis heals me and this week in liberpods we're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up republican